Got a question for you. Is Josh Heupel the best college football head coach that just wrapped up year number three? There's really only one other coach in this category that can give Josh Heupel a run for his money, and it's fair game. That and a whole lot more. Dalton Connects World, we are just living in it. How much longer is this streak going to go on? Got a lot to get into here on a Monday, Locked On Balls. You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good Monday morning, everybody. Welcome into it. This is Locked On Vols, and I'm your host, Eric Kane. So glad to be back here starting a new week with you guys on your way to work in the cubicle, maybe already in the office on an early Monday morning, maybe uh, running on that treadmill, whatever the case may be. Appreciate you giving me your time, giving the show your time. Uh, Locked On Vols on the YouTube channel where you can subscribe, and of course, you can download wherever you get your podcast. Shout out every dayers, every MF and dayers. Thank you so much for being here and uh, making Lockdown Balls your first listen. Big shout out to FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more at FanDuel Sportsbook. Got a got a fun show uh, Monday show rundown, if you will. Uh, as I said in the cold open, we're going to dissect some of those year three head coaches. Honestly, it's a two-man conversation. It's Steve Sarkeesian of Texas, and it's Josh Heupel of Tennessee. Pros, cons, who did it better? Uh, some of those other head coaches from both the Power Five and the Group of Five that just wrapped up year number three. Josh Heupel, um, no, 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 not breaking news here, but he is uh, he's well on his way. Um, favorite transfer? I threw that tweet out a week ago yesterday, I believe, when I was leaving the Dominican Republic after Tennessee wrapped up two more additions via the transfer portal and Jackson Moy and, of course, Lance Hurd. Who's your favorite addition via the transfer portal this offseason for Tennessee? And then again, it's Dalton Connects World, guys. We're just spectators. Goodness gracious, what a run he's at. Tennessee basketball erases a nine-point deficit, comes back and wins at Vanderbilt. That is your Monday show. All right, year number three for Josh Heupel. Year number three for a couple of other programs as, or a couple other coaches around the country as well. Uh, CBS Sports kind of looked back at some of these coaches, the, the coaching cycle. Uh, coaches hired in the 2021-2020 2021 offseason that cycle and who are still currently employed heading into year number four um they they got it broken down into two categories power five and group of five and um you know uh, uh, jed fish who of course is is now the head coach um over at uh washington i believe him leaving arizona going to washington and then, yeah, that's right. And then uh, Brett Belima of Illinois, he's in this. Lance Leopold, the former Division Three head coach at Kansas, he's in this conversation. Shane Beamer's in this conversation. Josh Heupel, Steve Sarkeesian, Gus Malzahn, who, yes, UCF is now part of the uh, Group of Five and not the Group of, or, excuse me, the Power Five, not the Group of Five. And then Clark Lee at Vanderbilt is also in this combo as well. So these are head coaches who are still employed, all right? Um, and, of course, you know, there's, there's situations where, you know, some of these coaches left and, and took a promotion up to get a better job. Uh, let's hear what they had to say about Tennessee's Josh Heupel. Uh, and, and in case you're wondering, all those names I just mentioned, nobody has a better record in three years than Josh Heupel of Tennessee. 27 and 12 is that record. Uh, that's better than Steve Sarkeesian, who, again, just made a run to the college football playoffs. Uh, 25 and, and 14, that's a better uh, record there. It's better than... Shane Beamer, of course, who just imploded this past season. It's 20 and 18. Um, 
Lance Leopold has a losing record at Kansas as well, 17 and 21. Gus Malzahn, <clears throat> excuse me, 24 and 16. That, that's not bad, but again, two years playing um, in the AAC. And Clark Lee's just 9 and 27, his overall record. But here's what they had to say about Josh Heupel. Quote, when Tennessee tabbed uh, Josh Heupel to take over the program in January 2021, he was arriving late in the cycle in the midst of an NCAA scandal and with a roster that had just gone 3-7 and seven in 2020. It was not a crazy uh, time to wonder if Heupel's role would ultimately be more of a caretaker for the program uh, that was instead heading into a difficult rebuild. But instead of caretaker, Heupel has proved to be a four-star general. He's rebuilt Tennessee football in his image and delivered some of the all-time moments for Vols fans in just three seasons. With no losing seasons, an 11-win peak in 2022, and the recruiting operation absolutely roaring, the Vols are well-prepared to compete in the new-look SEC. I would say that's probably about right. And something in there got me kind of thinking, and I want to ask you guys, I want to have you ask you guys this uh, here on a Monday show. Many would wonder if Heupel's role would ultimately be more of a caretaker for the program instead of a um, instead of a, the, the coach that they want. Caretaker for the program. Show of hands right now. When Josh Heupel was hired, whether you liked the hire, whether you hated the hire, whether you thought it was a good hire, whether you thought it was a lazy hire by Danny White going and getting his guy at UCF, did anybody here think that Josh Heupel would just say, like, hey, Josh Heupel, he's the guy. Josh Hopple's going to be the best head coach uh, Tennessee's had since Philip Former. Josh Hopple's going to deliver um, consistent winning for the first time since Philip Former. Did anybody think that Josh Hopple truly was the guy? I mean, it's a fair question. I, I think the caretaker metaphor is, is very applicable here. A guy that Danny White trusts, a guy that has proven to be an effective play caller at the highest of highs, a guy that was an effective head coach, of course, taking over for Scott Frost, who was undefeated, and Danny White self-proclaimed national champions back in 2017. Uh, but you can only go down from there. But, I mean, he still lost, I believe, one game his first year in 2018, lost maybe two or three games overall, bowl game included and all that, conference championship included and all that in 2019. And I think he was 6-4 and four in 2020, but there was a lot of – I mean, again, that was a year, a weird year. Uh, you know, players missing games due to, you know, testing positive for COVID. I believe he had to suspend a bunch of defensive starters uh, that season. It was a weird year. But did anybody think that he was going to be the guy? And I can't sit here and say, like, whenever that hire was made, like, I was sitting here like, that's the guy. That's it right there. He's going to take Tennessee back to where Tennessee needs to be. I did think it was a smart hire. I did think it was uh, a deserving hire because I thought Josh Hopper could certainly do it uh, because of his offensive mind because of his play calling abilities because of his quarterback track record because of his offensives offenses and where they have stacked up in, in terms of the best offenses around the country I thought it was a deserving hire but I can't sit here and tell you that I thought that that guy was going to win you the orange bowl especially in year three and that brings me to my other point there's something that we continue to you know look back on and talk about many many times I mean three years three years Josh Hoppels had a record of 27 and 12. Let's go back to January of 2021. Jeremy Pruitt was on campus on January the 10th, welcoming freshmen into the dorms for move-in day. Like two days later, he was fired. This is January. We talked about, I mean, we talked about this on the show last week. We talked about this with Alabama's Nick Saban, with Kellen DeBoer at Washington, and with some of these other programs that have been affected by this retirement from Nick Saban, and how you're so far behind the eight ball 
in terms of recruiting, in terms of building your coaching staff, in terms of recruiting for the next cycle in 2022, where Tennessee never stood a chance of getting Ty Simpson once that once that uh, coaching decision was made and, and once the Tennessee fired Jeremy Pruitt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Tennessee was so behind the eight ball, and plus the incident of Blake Cloud. The 30-plus players darting for the transfer portal. I mean, again, I'm not breaking news here, but the job Josh Heupel has done in three years here at Tennessee is truly incredible. Now, has Tennessee arrived? No. I don't want to say that Tennessee is is where fans expect it to be year in and year out. I mean, Tennessee's still got some some things uh, to, to go and to chip away at and to get better and, and to recruit better and to be consistently now a college football playoff contender every single year to be a Atlanta contender for the SEC championship, but you can be a college football playoff contender and not make it to Atlanta. That's the beautiful thing about the college football playoff at 12 teams. So long story short, Josh Hopple's great as an A from CBS Sports. He joins Steve Sarkeesian, who just came off a college football playoff run at Texas, who's now entering the SEC as an A, okay? Um, who else got an A? Lance Leopold, given the situation that he inherited at Kansas, gets an A minus. And those are the only coaches that got A's. In case you're wondering, uh, Jed Fish got a B. Brett Belima has a B minus. Shane Beamer has a B. Gus Malzahn has a B. Clark Lee has a C minus. And I understand that is probably the toughest place to coach in America. Uh, but C minus seems a little generous. So, um, just think about this. Think about this. Did you believe at the time of the hire that Josh Heupel was going to be the guy? Now, can you sit here now three years after and say Josh Heupel is going to be the guy that wins you national championship? That's another good question to say right now. Is Josh Heupel the guy that's going to deliver your first national championship since 1998? Is Josh Heupel going to get you to Atlanta for the first time since 2007? Maybe that's the first step. Um, you know, We'll see. He's certainly on the right path. And he's the winningest coach Tennessee's had consistently since Philip Former. Um, things are going well for Tennessee and Josh Heupel. And, and CBS Sports reiterates that by giving Josh Heupel, who has the most wins of any Power 5 head football coach in that cycle, the most wins, an A in terms of evaluating their job performances after year three. Hey, when we come back, year three or excuse me i just did that when we come back transfer portal your favorite additions i want to know who's your favorite addition via the transfer portal for tennessee this offseason that and a whole lot more is coming up next as we continue on with log tom balls what to say about our friends over at ebay motors passion drive patience what brings home the winning trophies also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle leveled up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts to choose from for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay's guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money is back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive today at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. More Locked On Vols when we return. Welcome back into your Monday edition of Locked On Vols. I am your host, Eric Kane. Don't forget, you got a little Twitter Tuesday action. That is coming up tomorrow. We did a mailbag on Thursday of last week because I've been out for the week. I'm trying to play catch up. Wanted to get a mailbag in there. But any more questions you guys have, Tennessee football, recruiting, 
basketball, baseball starts in less than three weeks, guys. Get them in there at underscore Caner and at Lockdown Balls. Taking a swig of the coffee there here on a Monday morning. All right. Um, a favorite transfer portal edition for Tennessee. So I was sitting in the airport, Dominican Republic, not uh, a week ago from yesterday. So Sunday afternoon, really, it was about four o'clock, five o'clock, really Dominican time. So it was about four o'clock Eastern time. And if you guys are listening in the mid state or in the central time zone, it was three o'clock. I mean, it was late in the afternoon. All right. About to be evening. And Tennessee had just wrapped up getting Lance Hurt officially, though he's been in the boat for quite some time. Jackson Moy coming off his official visit weekend. And, and I put out there on the Twitter sphere, favorite Vols transfer portal ad of this cycle, because I thought it was really, really cool. Eight scholarship uh, transfer portal additions now for Tennessee, nine overall, if you count Eli Purcell of Wofford, uh, you know, Farragut alum, the linebacker. And a lot of you guys chimed in, 24 people responded to this uh to this x to this tweet can we what's the singular form of tweet now is it i xed i xed twit i don't know i'm not that smart to figure it out all right so the question was favorite vols transfer portal ad of the cycle friend of the program robert Bros uh, boswell says most important is stays holden stays the tight end but favorites i gotta go with moy Love me some Polynesian dudes. Can't go wrong there. I think he's going to be a stud for Tennessee. He'll be a part of things in 2024. Don't get me wrong. And I continue to say this. I don't want people to mis mishear me. He'll play in 24, but he is going to be critical in 2025 because you're losing all those defensive tackles. Uh, Lucas says, obviously heard Lancert fits a massive need and has great NFL draft potential. Between Thornton last year and Brazel this year, an extra weapon on the outside will really help shape this offense moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. And I'm trying to, um, and I said this over on the General's Quarters last week, like I'm trying to limit myself a little bit because I was so pumped up and jacked up and fired up about Dante Thornton last year. And, and so were you, probably because of me. <laughs> and it just did not turn out well until they moved into the outside against Kentucky and he started doing some things. And unfortunately, when he was starting to show his uh, his ability there on the outside, um, he injured his ankle and is out for the rest of the season and for the bowl game. Um, it was at Oregon, obviously much, much, much better competition. But Chris Bradsell comes in here and he's I mean, he's done stuff. I mean, he Tulane, top 25 team, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, finished, I can't remember where they finished in the college football playoff, uh, rankings, but nonetheless, um, really, really good, really, really good wide receivers, a true freshman, uh, seven touchdowns, I believe over 800 yards receiving. I mean, he's coming in, he's done some things and he fits the bill, what you want on the outside. So how all that's going to figure out who's going to play where, you know, what the rotation is, is there a rotation? I don't know, but, um, there's a lot to like about Chris Brazo, but trying to limit myself a little bit, trying to be cautious because I was just like this with Dante Thornton. Dylan says, Jermaud McCoy and the Temple DB proven freshman that uh, that with plenty of time left of eligibility to help us out and develop even more. Seems to be a common theme with hype and wanting young guys. Get transfer portal, great transfer portal tactic. I would agree. Um, sometimes you're going to have to go and get you a, a rent-a-player, right? Um, for all intents and purposes, last year, McCallum Castles was that. And he came in, and he did a heck of a job. What a great job. But Tennessee had to have a tight end. Tennessee had to have a tight end this year and would have taken whatever it could get. But you wanted a guy with multiple years. That way, you're not necessarily in the same boat next year. And Tennessee was, was able to get that with Holden Stays. But, again, that's a trademark. Lance Hurd, multi-year. Jackson Moy, multi-year. Jamal McCoy, multi-year. Jacoby Thomas, multi-year. Uh, Jalen McMurray from Temple, multi-year. Um, 
who else am I forgetting? Some of those earlier ones. Chris Brazza, multi-year. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Tennessee's got all these guys coming in for multiple years, and I think this is um, it's a, it's a really, really good ploy because with anything, you're, you're liable to take a bigger leap in year two of any system than in year one, in my opinion. So uh, it, it's it's something that the staff, to Dylan's point, does try to do. Um, and and I, I would agree it's it's a great tactic. Rodney says, I like that corner McCoy. I think he's got a right, great upside. Yeah, freshman All-American corner for sure. I bet he'll be a starting cornerback for Tennessee. That is my January opinion. Uh, Real Deal says, heard for sure. Stays number two. They've done a good job of feeling their needs. I would agree with that. Lance Hurd can be an NFL guy. Um, very veteran-led offensive line at LSU with some superior offensive tackles. Lance Hurd couldn't quite break through for a starting job as a true freshman. I don't think that means that he's a bust. I just, I mean, think about it, guys. I mean, you never want to rush. A lot of times, especially at offensive line, you don't want to rush anybody into immediate playing time. Like, Caden Proctor's a little bit of a different story. He got more run. Of course, he's now back at Iowa. That was funny, too, when he did that interview with the Iowa basketball game while I was gone two weeks ago. and saying that they never stopped checking in on him. Well, that is an NCAA violation right there, and you just put it on national television and social media. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I just uh, I, I like, um, you know, Heard. I think, can be, if he comes in here and does his stuff, can be not only an NFL prospect, but a really, really good player for Tennessee. The versatility as well from left to right is going to be huge. So I like Lance Heard so much. Uh, Voltastic says Moy by far the most underrated get. I think he has a chance to be the second defensive tackle and first next year. Well, he's going to be the first next year. Um, you know, whether depending on where they play Hobbs, um, second defensive tackle again, he's going to be in the rotation. Um, I, I view the defensive front. I mean, James Pierce is going to get his right. Um, but you know, everybody else is a straight rotation and James Pierce, again, he doesn't play 70 snaps a game, but it is a straight rotation, you know? Matthew Butler's not here to play over 800 snaps in a season like he did back in 2021. That's not what Rodney Gardner wants to do. Um, so all those guys are going to play. But it's going to be led this year, at least, by Amari Thomas, Bryson Eason, Omar Norman Lott, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, let's go to Tim Smith. He says, Brazel, can't argue there. Hunter says, Chris Brazel the seconds might be a wide receiver too that is needed this year. Keaton and Thornton really disappointed this year. Uh, adding competition to the wide receiver room is imperative to our offensive success. I could not agree more because that group certainly took a step back in 2023. Ken says, I like them all, but my top three are Hurd, Stays, and Brazel. Those, those are my top three as well. I would agree. Hurd, Stays, and Brazel. The Tin Man says, got a good feeling about Jermon McCoy. You and me both, brother. You and me, bro. Scholar says, honestly, probably McCoy. Again, what he did is Oregon State is a true freshman, freshman All-American. Uh, started, I think, 10 games. I mean, he was a really, really good get for Tennessee early in the cycle. Tyler says, Heard, McCoy, stays, Brazel. Uh, Voltastic says, what's yours, Kaner? Yeah, um, I think it was uh, just a moment ago. Ken says, Heard, stays, and Brazel. Probably, probably my favorite is Brazel. But I like a lot about her, the, the top-ranked signee of the 2023 LSU class, former five-star. And, of course, stays, going back to what Robert said, stays is the most important, in my opinion, uh, for immediate success. Uh, Willie says Jackson Moy and puts his picture there. Again, I, there's getting a lot of Jackson Moy love. Uh, Vol Fan for Life says all of them. Give them six says definitely Moy. Dude is a mauler up front. Uh, always the Volen. 
will always love that handle just says yes <laughs> again the question is who's your favorite transfer portal edition from tennessee always the volun says yes philip says stays john says heard um monty andrew massengill jr says at dalton connect <laughs> yeah more on that in segment number three again it's his world we're just living in it uh Creighton says brazil vfl says dixieland delight i like that a lot but again that is a song about Tennessee. Therefore, we couldn't have got it through the transfer portal. That is literally a song about the state. It's a song about Tennessee. So um, I think that's going to be the third, the, the fourth quarter song next year. I truly do. Uh, Chris says, mine is Moy because I'm a full believer in any Polynesian a Samoan that plays. My belief in them is partially because of my Native American heritage, uh, but also because my favorite player of all time was Junior Seau. Man. What a player. May he rest in peace. What a player. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Guys, appreciate everybody who chimed in and, and participated in that little exercise. Wanted to bring it on the show. Point being, Tennessee has really done some work. And Tennessee has brought in a class of eight scholarship transfer portal editions that not have only filled needs, not only are going to be here for multiple years, but I think guys who are going to play just immediate impacts for Tennessee at a high level in 2024. Hey, uh, more of your questions for the Twitter Tuesday. That's up on tomorrow's show. So get those in there at underscore Caner and locked on balls. But Dalton Connect and Tennessee basketball. Goodness gracious. Let's get into it here in segment number three. Happy Super Bowl week to everyone who celebrates from FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch. It's about grabbing your favorite football snacks, placing some of those super bets. I'm going to get into those in a moment. Let's just, let's just think about this, man. It's it's more than a football game. It's There's a reason why this is the biggest event all year long. You got people, I mean, and now you just incorporate the Taylor Swift effect. You got more and more people who have not been football fans, but, you know, Swifties who've been watching the Chiefs all year long. And so that's cool. And, and of course, you've got you know, that demographic that's going to be watching the Super Bowl because, you know, they've been buying in all year long. But you got football fans, you got people who are not football fans that will go to these these parties and go to these family gatherings and watch the game, watch the commercials. It's truly an event. It's truly a time to fellowship with one another. It's just so much. And that's, it's so much fun uh, to be in that environment. That's why I love the Super Bowl every single year. But also, over FanDuel Sportsbook, put some coin in your pocket. So many different ways that you can end the season with a W or two or maybe even three. Not only can you bet on who wins the Super Bowl, 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, um, how many points will be scored. Those prop bets, Super Bowl prop bets, are one of the most fun, one of the most funnest, goodness gracious, one of the more fun things to do all year long. Um, it's so much fun. What color is the Gatorade going to be? How long is the national anthem going to be? Is it going to be heads or tails at the coin toss? Uh, so how many how many times are they going to show a certain somebody in the in the stands? So much fun! All right, new customers today can join and get two hundred uh, two hundred dollars in bonus bets if your first bet of five dollars or more wins. Just visit fanduelcom on to sign up. That is fanduelcom on to sign up. Make every moment more with Fanduel. It's the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. More to come here on Locked On Balls. All right, guys, man, what a showing for Tennessee in the mid state on uh, on Saturday. Um, yeah, it wasn't pretty at times. Tennessee was letting them hang around the first half. Tennessee was down by nine, I believe, was the um, the, the the biggest deficits. Um, let's see here. Yeah, nine. Tennessee trailed by nine 
with just a little over a minute left in the first half, cut that halftime deficit to five. Um, and I thought that was obviously very important. And then Tennessee came on and, and rolled in the second half, outscoring Vanderbilt 45 to 27. Tennessee shot in the second half over 50% from the field, made seven of 14 three pointers at 50%, which is really solid. The only thing, you know, in this game, and again, I'm not a basketball coach, but Tennessee didn't hit his free throws. Uh, 14 to 22 free throws on the game is, is not going to win you those games in the tournament. Got to be better there, but uh, we're not going to bury the league, guys. I mean, it's it's Dalton Connect. I mean, what what in the world? I mean, we're sitting here and we're watching greatness, guys. All right. You think of the the greatest, the Ernie's, the Bernie's, the um, the Grants, the um, I mean, there, 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 there's there's a lot of really, really, really good basketball player, the Chris Lawthons, who have come through here um and, and and played here at Tennessee and it's kind of unique because we live in an era of the transfer portal Dalton Connect's going to be here for one year and he even said in his post game uh his post game press conference that um or I guess it was the SEC network interview that he wished he would have been here the entire time because he loves Vol Nation he loves playing here for Rick Barnes and everything but he's just going to be here for one year but when we look back depending on how the season ends how are you guys going to remember Dalton Connect in relation to you know, so, some of the, some of the greatest, um, to, to ever, you know, Alan Houston, some of the, some of the greatest to ever play in a Tennessee uniform. It's going to be interesting because what he's doing right now is on a historic pace, uh, 32 points for Dalton connect against Vanderbilt on the road, three assists. He had three blocks. He had six rebounds. I mean, the dude is doing it all. He was 13 to 21 from the field, three of seven from three point range. Um, truly incredible what he's doing right now. Let, let's keep in mind how well he's been performing here of late, but also on the road this season. He scored, we're not counting the Michigan State, you know, exhibition and all that. He scored 24 points on the road at Wisconsin back in November. Scored 37 points on the road in Chapel Hill against the Carolina Tar Heels. He scored 28 on the road at Mississippi State. Okay. He scored 36 at Georgia. He scored 32 at Vanderbilt. Since that Mississippi State game, Okay, these are consecutive games for Tennessee. He scored 28 points, 36 points, a couple home games there mixed in, 39 points against Florida, 25 points against Alabama, where he scored 19 points in the first half, and then again, 32 points the other day against Vanderbilt. I mean, this streak, this doesn't happen too often. Um, it's Dalton Connect's world, and, and we're just living in it. Um, it it's, it's been really, really cool to see because the emergence of, of course, the number one option in your offense. Not only a number one option, but arguably one of the, and I'll get to the point I'm going to make in a moment, but that leads me here, one of the you know, players that you're looking at for National Player of the Year, and Dalton Connect's name is continuing to get more and more relevant in National Player of the Year conversations. A lot of people want to know about Antonio Reeves, Antonio Reeves of Kentucky, and how he's not getting any more love, um, you know, compared to what Dalton Connect's been doing. And a lot of this recency bias as well. Again, the last one, two, three, four, five games, he's got he's put up 28, 36, 39, 25, and 32. And three of those games are on the road. And, and again, 37 against UNC, 24 against Wisconsin on the road as well. So a lot of this is recency bias. But the difference in, in Ryan Shumpert, a friend of the show, friend of the program, a Rocky Top Insider kind of broke this down on social media. The difference between Antonio Reeves right now and Dalton Connect in 11 games against Power 6 teams for, for Antonio Reeves, averaging 20 points a game, 43.9 field goal percentage, 35.7 three-point field goal percentage. It's really good. But in 13 games, two more games, 
against power six power six teams connect is averaging 22.9 points per game that's nearly a three-point increase 51 percent from the field from the uh from the field that is nearly an eight-point increase and 44.4 percent from three-point range that's almost a 10 percent increase from from long distance that's why right now against better competition against power six opponents that Dalton Connect is maybe getting more love right now than another really, really good player in the Southeastern Conference and Antonio Reeves. Uh, back-to-back SEC Player of the Week honors for Dalton Connect, I would imagine. Maybe only, maybe he won't get it this week simply because he just played one game because Tennessee had a midweek bye. Scoring 32 points on the road, again, be hard-pressed not to give it to him. But, but the emergence of a true number one, the emergence of not only one of the SEC's best players, but one of the country's best players right now, allows all the pressure to be taken off Santiago Vescovi. He's not looked like the old Santiago Vescovi, but you're not relying on Santi to go and win you games in March. You're not. He went 3 of 8 from the field. He went 2 of 5 from long distance, scored 12 points, had 2 assists, um, had 5 rebounds. Santi's a great rebounding backcourt player. He's a great rebounding guard. He's able to take some pressure off himself and just go play be a complimentary player Josiah Jordan James who arguably at the beginning of the season was playing his best basketball ever in a Tennessee uniform didn't even score a point didn't even score a point for Tennessee the other night if I would have told you before the season that there were and I don't care who the opponent is I understand it's Vanderbilt but if I would have told you before the, before the season that Tennessee was going to go on the road and win an SEC game this year and Josiah Jordan James was not going to score a point you would have said you're crazy. Not to say that Josiah Jordan James, Triple J's been, you know, Allen Houston out there in terms of putting the ball in the basket throughout his career. He's not. But you count on him to get you six to ten points a game at least, and sometimes even more. He didn't score a point in this basketball game. You're allowing these guys just to just to be complimentary pieces. But I'll tell you this, Josiah Jordan James, not to, not to crap on him, he, he was plus ten in the plus minus spot by games in. Santiago Vescovi was plus 15 at the end of the ballgame, plus 15. Sakai Ziegler, who has been playing really, really good basketball, had another solid game, 10 points, 6 assists, um, was plus 12. Now, these guys who are being more of complementary pieces because of the emergence of uh, Dalton Connect are still main reasons why Tennessee is being so good this year and improving to 15-4 and four overall and 5-1 and one in conference play. Jonas Adu, another guy, he didn't have a blow-up game like he's experienced a couple of times throughout the season, but he finished with 9 points, 10 rebounds, an assist. Um, a guy that, that's another emergence for Tennessee and is playing so well. And, oh, yeah, Jordan Ganey. Remember when he was slumping? Remember when uh, everybody you know didn't like him because he wasn't doing literally anything? Well, back-to-back games where he scored in double figures, I think we can officially say that he's a guy that can put it through the hoop. He led the NCAA back in 2021, I believe, maybe no, 2022, in field goal percentage. The NCAA, I think it was three-point field goal percentage. Maybe I should get my facts straight. I think it's three-point field goal percentage. Nonetheless, you don't just do that and not be a good player. But what Dalton Connect is doing right now is truly historical, and I can't wait to continue to turn the, the TV on and watch these games or listen to these games every single week because I want to see what Dalton Connect's going to do next. And if you got Dalton Connect that's certainly scoring at this pace, watch out. Tennessee is going to be a tough, tough out come March, both in the SEC tournaments, which you don't really care about, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, and the March Madness tournament. I can't wait. Dalton Connect, another incredible game, 32 points, three assists, three blocks, 
six rebounds. He does it all. Dalton Connect, he's your Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> At least he's playing like it right now in the sport of basketball. All right, guys, appreciate you for uh, being here each and every weekday morning, 30 minutes or less. I appreciate you giving me your time. A mailbag edition of the show, that is tomorrow. Let me know your questions. Let me know your comments. All that and more right here on Lockdown Balls. Thank you, guys, and we'll talk again tomorrow.